Thanks for pressing play on the Biz Talk 518 podcast. I'm your host, Leo Quinn. Our guest today is Holly White of the Burden Lake Market. It's not a physical location. They sell handcrafted, curated goods, and other products from their website, burdenlakemarket.com, and from trade shows, craft fairs, and other venues like that. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, thereferraldepartment.com. If you run a business and you aren't getting the word of mouth and referrals you think you should be, then look into the referral department. They'll install and run your very own referral system so that referrals become a regular part of your business rather than something you just hope and pray for. Get more information at thereferraldepartment.com. Now, Holly, tell us about Burden Lake Market. We started a few years ago just with candles and um, very experimental phase. We learned a lot as we went and um, we added some other products that complement them. One of the main product lines that we have are beard products and grooming products for men. Um, my husband has a beard and he has eczema. So he was looking for ways to fight that naturally. And then it went on to items for grooming beards, grooming mustaches, uh, beard wash, um, lotions for men, different types of uh, things that men need, shaving soaps and what have you. And now we do a whole range of home decor items, especially seasonal items. And um, we're really into vintage items. Okay. Uh, we um, we have a brand that's basically more masculine focused. We do a lot of fishing, camping, cabin, lake. We're right near Burden Lake, so hence the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, and there was a, several reasons for that. One, of course, where we live. Sure. Two, we really like that type of style, kind of a, a vintage, you know, nostalgic throwback to when we were all kids and things were a little bit simpler and nicer. nicer. And three, when we went to craft shows, we saw that most of the stuff was directed to women. There wasn't a lot of stuff for men. And we know that women like to buy for men. Mm -hmm. Um, Some some of our best customers are women looking for stuff for their sons or son-in-laws or somebody looking for something for their boyfriend. And, uh, and that's really worked for us as far as a brand. It's really um, kept customers coming back. It seems to differentiate us from other vendors at markets, mm-hmm. and it's something we enjoy doing. So it's a win-win. That's the important part. You enjoy doing it. And Yeah. No, we love it. It's exhausting. I mean, anyone who's running a small business, you wear a lot of hats. And, and also, as the owner... Um, co-owner with my husband. Um, it's sometimes hard to delegate stuff yeah, sure. and let go of stuff, but I'm starting to do that more and more. You know, I realize that I can't do everything and do it all well. Right. So that's been helpful to give up some of my power and, and having other people help me do shows because that is the main way that we sell our products. We are in a bunch of stores. Okay. And in 2020, we're hoping to get into more stores. But we do a lot of shows. Um, this weekend, we're going to be at Hudson Valley Community College for okay. the Country Folk Art Show, which oh. is a three-day event, and it's great. Okay. Well, let, we'll talk a little bit more about your business later. Let's start uh, talking a little bit about you. Where were you born? I was actually born in Manhattan. Uh, my parents owned a sound studio. 
It was called Baggy Studio. It was in Chelsea. Um, I was born in 1970, so it was a great time to be in the rock and roll recording business. Uh Um, My father, actually, my parents both worked at the Woodstock and did the sound for that. And um, they worked with a lot of artists. Uh, My mom's British, so we had a lot of... uh, British bands that you have probably heard of come to the house and stay. And um, my dad did a lot of shows and toured with um, a lot of the big bands. He went all over the world with them. And luckily I was able to travel with them. Um, We just unearthed a photo of my dad at a, a 1974 Blue Oyster Cult okay. uh, concert. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was a cool life. I don't remember any of it because I was pretty young. Sure. Uh-oh. Now, is, uh, is Blue, o- Blue Oyster Cult the more cowbell band? I think they are, right? Yes, it is. Yes. The more cowbell band. <laughs> were, were there any cowbells uh, uh, visible in the picture? I don't remember a cowbell, but I'm sure that would have been a really good for me as a four-year-old. <laughs> Maybe I was on it and we didn't even know. Exactly right. I'm going with that. Yes. Now, your parents must have had fun stories about Woodstock, and how about a memorabilia oh, yeah. collect memorabilia collection? Do they have a big one? Um, they have some. They when my parents sold their house in Garner, they lost a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, they now live up in Skodak, okay. and um, and they've downsized. Obviously, they do have quite a lot, and mainly stories. I mean, you can't get together with my father without hearing crazy, crazy stories. Um, you know, like he's he spent time in Hate Ashbury, and he did some shows with the dead. And his, you know, he was known to have a um, how do you say it? a relationship with Jimi Hendrix that mm-hmm. was a little insane at times. So I get a lot of those stories from people who who knew my dad, you know, back then. Sure. Now, um, some, I don't know if you, your family has done this, but 
get somebody that uh, doesn't know him to sit down and ask yeah. him 200 questions on video. And your mother, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It is something we've been talking about doing. There's actually a woman in Scotland who was doing some research project about like mm-hmm. English bands in America. I'm not even 100% sure what she was doing. But she interviewed him, so I need to get that stuff. And I know that he's he's in a book. There was something. I don't know. Sure. Um, we do need to get it on, on recording because, you know, once in a while someone will ask him something and then he'll come out with this insane story. He's kind of nuts. I think <laughs> you have to be nuts to be that kind of person. Sure, so, sure. He's, he's very entertaining, let's put it that way. That's great, that's great. Well, let, let's go back to you now. Where did you first go to school? I grew up in Gardner. So I went to school in Walk Hill, which is a, a little hamlet, um, very rural, small schools-ish. I'm not sure what's considered small. Not like six people in my class. Okay. But smaller. Um and we live in Averill Park now, so I think it's a pretty similar demographic. A lot of farms, uh, you know, a lot of people who have moved to the area because of the schools and the beauty of the area, but also a lot of people who were there for generations. So it was a great place to grow up. I mean, in the 80s and 70s, obviously, were a ton of fun. Um, you know, I, I have five kids. My mm-hmm. husband and I have a blended family. Okay. So, you know, they probably are sick of stories about me yeah. having such a much better life than them. Walking uphill to school both ways. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Thing. I mean, you know, my kids have a hard time playing outside, mm-hmm. which really, you know, it's upsetting because we spent every single minute outside. And and it's just a different way of life. And so I'm really, really lucky that I got to grow up in a rural area where we were allowed to explore and ride our bikes. And it was just different. But it was a beautiful area. It's right near the Schwangunk Ridge. So there's a lot of people who go there for hiking. It's mm-hmm. right near Mohawk Mountain House, which brings a lot of people in. Um, overall, it, it's the lower Catskills. It's, it's just a gorgeous area. And, and then New Paltz is a phenomenal town because it's a college town. Right. And it tends to draw a lot of, um, I think it, the focus now has changed to more of a business. But at the time, in the 70s and 80s, it was very focused on arts. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of exposure to uh, different types of fine arts and, and theater and music. And, and it, it was very much a hippie town, too. Um, and again, you know, my parents would just drop us off and we'd walk for hours and then they'd pick us up right. on after we called them from a payphone, you know. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, my kids were like, where are they? And, <laughs> and they, they have, you know, when they haven't texted us in 10 minutes, is something wrong? They've been abducted. And, right, right. and it's just, I, you know, I envy my parents not having, maybe they had those fears, I don't know, but it was, they didn't seem... They didn't show it to us, and well, they were fearful. Yeah, know? news wasn't there 24-7 telling us all the bad things happening in the world. So. Right, right. It's yeah. totally a different world. You know, they didn't have Facebook saying, oh, my gosh, there's an Amber Alert. You know, they were clueless. And, they, and sometimes I guess I wish we were a little more clueless. Yes, right, right. Did you go to school at New Paltz? No. Well, I did for one year for graduate, but I actually went to a small Catholic college in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania called King's College. 
And I don't even know how I found it at the time, but it was a phenomenal experience. Um, I graduated in 92, mm -hmm. and I have an elementary ed degree from there. But I soon figured out that teaching was not for me. I don't have the patience to be in a classroom. Okay. Which was fine. It was a great degree and obviously benefited me as a parent. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm still friends with all the girls I hung out with. And, in fact, this year we're all turning 50, which is unbelievable. Okay. And uh, we are planning a huge getaway to uh, Charleston in April. And I'm so excited to spend time with them because... Over the years, we've gotten together for one or two nights, but this is going to be a much bigger deal. And uh, and I don't see them that often because a lot of them live in Jersey or Pennsylvania or Delaware or Maryland, and obviously being up here in the sticks, <laughs> I don't see them. Right, <laughs> <No>. right, right. right. <laughs> they think it's a different world up here, like we're you know in the tundra or something. You probably consider your first job working for your parents. How about your first job that wasn't parent-related? I had a lot of jobs growing up, um, nothing super exciting. Um, we had a little deli right in town, and I worked the cash register there. Um, and uh, what else? I worked at an apple orchard because the area I grew up is just one of those areas where all the people from the city come up and go apple and pumpkin picking mm -hmm. in the fall. And I worked at an apple orchard farm stand, which was, it was okay. It was cold. And um, I worked at CVS at Newburgh Mall. And of course, you know, that was super cool because everyone came to the mall. But, uh, you know, nothing, I've always worked. I, ha I have a strong um, drive and motivation, and mm -hmm. I, I like to keep myself busy. Sure. So I don't um, sit back and, and do nothing much, well, which, which it's good to be an entrepreneur and have that drive. That is, absolutely. Well, I always like to end my interviews with a few fun questions. Tell us if you could have dinner with any three people, alive or dead, who would they be? about this that is an awesome question um okay so the first person that came to mind was jesus because i have a lot of questions for him <laughs> and um you know i'd love to get his take on some of the hot topics of of the day and because a lot of people like to interpret what he says and you know make it work for them and have it fit their opinion and I'd love to know the real deal, you know, as a Christian who has sometimes conflicting views with other Christians. Sure. Um, I, you know, I admire him, and and he's, I think, the greatest person that ever lived. Um, and that sounds kind of holy rollerish, but I really and truly do. And uh, and you know, I try to honor him and give him the glory for everything I do. And and it, it's it's helpful um, because for me, it, it's you know when I go into a big event and I'm nervous, I just say, you know, let me do my best. I've done what I can to prep. It's all in your hands. And it takes a lot of stress off of me, um, and, you know, and I pray and I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm filled with his spirit and I try to do what's right by other people. So whether you believe in him or not, it, it really works for me. Um, and then the other two people, I was really thinking about this. This is tough. Um, 
you know, I, it's hard for me to pick two more. So if I could, maybe I could pick two sets of people. Absolutely. Which are, yeah, my grandparents. Okay. Um, my grandfather fought in World War Two. He, my mother is British, mm-hmm. and so um, he he died before I was born. Not in the war, but you know, sure. soon before I was born, and um, he fought in Northern Africa. And I would love to, you know, hear about that. Uh, I did get some stories before my grandmother died. She died mm-hmm. in 2014, and I was extremely close with her. And we did a lot. You know, my mother was still working. Um, we spent a ton of time together, and I would take her out to lunch. And, you know, she loved my kids, and I'm really, really lucky that my kids got to grow up with her, knowing yes. their great-grandmother. Sure. And so... So, you know, I, I miss her, and I try to get as much as I could on video of her talking about her experiences in the war. You know, my mom was born in 43 in London, and so it's obviously the middle of the war, and there were air raids, and, there, you know, they had to be evacuated from the hospital because of, you know, and, and they would talk about she would be pushing my mom's pram to the park, and where there was a building the day before it was just rubble. Yeah. So... I can't even begin to imagine, you know, I can't think about how my day is hard having to deal with some of the things that they all saw and yeah. had to deal with. And then my other set of grandparents, my um, father's mother and father, um, they were uh, first generation born in the U.S. Um, <clears throat> my grandmother's family was from Czechoslovakia. My dad, my grandfather's family was from Ireland. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they lived in, in Manhattan, and and they moved to Jackson Heights soon after. And um, and I would love to know what it was like living through the Depression in the city. Um, I know they, they worked really, really hard to keep their family afloat. Um, and they had their problems, you know, they, they definitely had their problems. And uh, my grandfather was a, a alcoholic. And my um, grandmother had a little bit of a gambling issue with the ponies, we would always say. Mm. But um, my grandfather, this is kind of funny, I guess, um, ran a uh, like a soda fountain okay. and um, a breakfast place. And mm. we do have pictures of me being there. Mm. And then he died when I was 10 uh, of emphysema, you know, because everybody smoked sure. like it was going out of style. And then... <clears throat> my grandmother died in 2003. If you hear a dog bark, my husband just let the dog in. Oh, okay, um, and, and uh, you know, I'm very sad I didn't get to spend more time with them. And I didn't get to record their stories because, you know, you think your grandparents are going to live forever. Right. And then, then they don't. Yeah. And you have so many questions looking back that you wish you got a chance to ask. Now, you said you live in Averill Park. Do you have a favorite restaurant in the, that area or this area, the Capital District? My husband just reminded me, we love Shea Mike, which is on 9 and 20 in East Greenbush. Okay. Um, it's amazing. The food is incredible. We've never had a bad meal. The service is great. Um, you have to call and get reservations because you can't just walk in. They're always booked. Um but the food is great, and uh, and we really love it there. We do a lot of anniversary dinners there. Now, this this question is inspired by David Letterman. Brushes with greatness. Your parents obviously had a lot of brushes with famous people. How about you? Here's a silly one. So we lived at 
you know, fifth floor walk up or whatever, some crazy thing um, in Chelsea. And our my grandmother came over from England when I was one and, and was a nanny to me. And um, we obviously had a lot of people in and out of the apartment who, you know, Nana would serve them tea and biscuits and sit down with them and talk and I would toddle about. And uh, and our downstairs neighbor was Holly Woodlawn, who is a well-known drag queen and mm. was the Holly in, um, oh my gosh, what is that song? Walk on the Wild Side. That, um, what is that singer's name? He died. Oh, I'm awful. Okay. My husband's going to look it up. You know who he is. So uh, he sang Werewolves in London. Okay. Um, so anyway, he sings about Holly. And uh, and sometimes my parents joke that she took that name because of me. I don't think I was going to say, I was going to ask, are you an inspiration? Yeah. So, so um, she would come up all the time in her full drag. And... Um, and sit with my grandmother and help babysit me uh, for hours on end. And she really enjoyed um, Lou Reed. Okay, Lou Reed. The one who sings Walk on the Wild Side or sing. And um, so anyway, yeah, that was kind of a crazy story. Give us a recommendation for anything. It could be a book, a movie, a, a class you took, a, a recommendation for anything. We just watched. We watched... Not a lot of TV, um, but there's a couple shows that that we just watched. So we're watching iRobot on Mr. Robot. Oh, my gosh. iRobot, I think, is something else. Yeah. Scratch that. Um, Mr. Robot, who has, I can't remember his name. I'm going to decimate it. But he was uh, Freddie Mercury right. in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a very, very trippy show. You know, you kind of have to go back and rewatch episodes to try to figure out what's going on. But that's entertaining. Um, we enjoy two movies we've recently seen that we really enjoyed. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon with, yeah. um, oh my gosh, my brain is like dead. What is that guy's name? Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, so that's a new movie then, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great story and based on a semi-real true story and um and the other movie that we watched was uh yesterday and again i can't tell you but it's a really cool story it's about this guy the power went out um yes. internationally and he got hit by a bus and when he woke up nobody knew of the beatles I they remember, were never invented i saw that movie it was great i loved it yeah 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 and so we like stuff like that you know a little bit um non-mainstream but still very cool sure sure well, tell us how people find you. You don't have a physical location. You go from show to show, but how do people find you online? So we have a website, burninglakemarket.com, but I have to be honest, I just took our shopping cart down because I, um, I'm kind of overwhelmed right now with uh, orders, and I'm behind. And uh, so the best way to find us is there's a couple ways. Um, we will be at the Country Folk Art at Hudson Valley Community College this weekend, and that's a great show, um, one of the best around, and tons and tons of vendors. Um, and uh, people go to that every year without fail. And um, there's a new store in the 43 Mall called the Sweet Flora Marketplace. We just added some items there. 
Um, that's fun. That's a friend of mine who's doing that. And where where can yeah. people see your schedule? Your schedule changes all the time. Where can people see that? So um, right on the homepage, I put the schedule okay. for upcoming events. Um, we do have a, an event in Massachusetts. Um, we're starting to travel more with our crazy show. Um, mm-hmm. Next year, we're going to be in Vermont, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. And I am looking at Pennsylvania just because I have some friends who are out there and possibly like Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do try to do as many local shows as possible. Every summer we go to the Post and Kill Farmer's Market, which is a really fun, adorable market that um, we like to support. Mm-hmm. Um, and right, so right on the homepage, you can see our upcoming events. Um, we also are doing, we're actually organ- helping to organize an event at the Averill Park High School in mid-December. We're hoping to get all those people who still need to purchase last-minute gifts. Mm-hmm. And that's an annual event that's been going on for a long time. Um, this year they needed some people to step up and take the reins, so mm-hmm. myself and a couple friends did. Um, you know, which, of course, is crazy to try to take on another hat this time of year, but it's mm-hmm. worth it because it's a great event. Yeah. And... Um, so that's December 14th at Aver Park High School, and that is my last event of the year. Um, and then, and then it's the holidays, and I take a few months off, and then we start again with shows in April, um, and go all the way through December again. And you also have a Facebook page. Absolutely, yes. It's facebook.com forward slash Bergen Lake Market, now this- and that's a great way to follow us. Holly, it's getting to be your busy season with all the beard stuff you have. Well, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Oh, Leo, it's been great. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. I will. I appreciate you. Have a great season. All right. Have, yeah, you too. Happy holidays. Thank you. I really hope Holly sits down with her parents and a video camera and 150 or 200 questions uh, that she asks them about their life. Their great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids someday will be very happy to hear the stories of Woodstock coming from their grandparents. Again, thank you to the referraldepartment.com. If you aren't getting the number of referrals you think you should be as a business owner, get in touch with the referraldepartment.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.